going on, everybody? It is Stephen Brogan Cortez, and you have just entered the YDF Not podcast, episode 46. My guest today is Gabriela Sofia Torres. Once again, she's made her second appearance now on the YDF Not podcast, and personally, I felt more comfortable. She was the first uh, official guest of season three for the show, and now I get a, a chance to, to talk to her again. You know, now not feel the pressure of a, of a first episode or anything. So please uh, enjoy the show. Uh, get your popcorn, get, get a snack, do whatever you got to do. Get cozy. Here we go. And Okay, recording, recording, recording. We're live. The next episode, an episode I wanted to make uh, only because to have this guest back. Because the first time I had this guest, they were like the first guest I ever really had on the show. So I was kind of a little in my head. I was just like, you know, how's it going to be? How's, you know, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. And I, now I feel more, a little bit more comfortable now. We've had a couple other guests come on. And I wanted to bring back Gabriella Sofia Torres. Gabby, welcome back. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, well, so how, how's, how's New York life? You know, how you been since the last time we talked? I'm doing all right. It's been um, it's been kind of just um, relaxing, honestly. Just kind of having good time a bit right before I start my um, my the upcoming semester for college. So I've just been just kind of reveling and relaxing. So yeah, it's been pretty nice. The weather up here has been great, so it's just been great. Right on. And so like you're in school, but like you said that you have representation already. For for and that's for professional theater acting, yes. Yep. Yeah, I do. How do you balance? Like, how's that ba- Like, I got like, how's that balance? Because you're a double major, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm double majoring in vocal performance and journalism. It's it's honestly not that bad as you would think it is. Um, so I I'm constantly auditioning. That's just kind of how I am, and that's kind of just how I was brought up. Because like I started doing professional theater at a pretty young age. Um, so well, if I can been... jump in, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I suck, but I just want to know. You're like, good. I just want to know. Like, when was the first? What like? What's the young? Like, what was your first show? Professional I mean, my show. First... I mean, okay, professional show. The thing is for me is like, I, I kind of count my professional career starting as soon as I got representation. So mm-hmm. that would be around like seventh grade for me. Seventh yeah. grade? What was the yeah. what, what was the gig? What did you do? Uh, it's actually a really interesting story. So, um, so I was in New York. I have done a couple like workshops in New York before, just kind of just studying and getting better at like performing. And um, I was doing this workshop called uh, Broadway Artist Alliance. And uh, so what they do at at the end of every session, so it's like a week intensive, and it's like you learn a bunch of classes with like people that are currently in the industry, whether they be actors, casting directors, what have you. And then at the end, they have this giant panel of people and like panels of agents, managers, casting directors, the whole works and then you get to perform for them and they give you feedback and then sometimes if they really like you they'll send you an email afterwards and have you be like hey we want to see more from you um that actually happened to me and my brother um like i would say the third time we went um i i sang a song i sang um what did i oh i sang um out of sight out of mind from the musical version of a tale two cities and wow. I sang that. Talk about I know. finding a hidden gem for an audition. 
Honestly, yeah, and that song will be maybe a little old for me. A little old for me, but hey, like you were I'm a seventh that. grader <laughs> singing that yeah. song. Yeah. Singing a song about the revolution. Let's let's start chopping people's heads off. But <laughs> why not? That's inspiration. Why not? But it was a it was a good song for my voice, and apparently, um, my management, my eventual management company, really liked it. And a couple days later, when we came back home, they shot us an email. They're like, "We want you. In, we want to like see more from you in person. We want to like talk with you guys." And we were like, okay. So then we had to like plan a trip, like to go back to New York for a couple of days. So we ended up doing that. We ended up like having that happen. We met up with them. We talked, and then I think I sang or did a monologue. I it was like super chill. It wasn't anything too crazy. And then just the next day, they they sent me a contract. So yeah, it's just it it happens usually when getting representation. It happens in the most weird way. Random almost. You're, well, yeah. not random. Like you're you're going to these like you know workshops and and a chance for you to go and and, and you know and show what you got, right? Mm-hmm. But but it's it's it just happens out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden there's a you know there's a another meet you know to like just sit down yeah. and chat, and then the contracts happen. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's really interesting because like I I personally don't have an agent. I just have a manager. Okay, okay. But but my brother has both a manager and an agent, and. The he got it um he got it randomly as well. They just kinda emailed him and they were like, Oh, we wanna see you and then they like interviewed him and they were like, Yes, we wanna sign you. So it's it really just like it, it's just like when you're not looking for that or like it happens like when you least expect it. Which is so interesting, but that's kinda rings true throughout kind of everything when it comes to like the entertainment industry. I feel like, from my experience personally. <laughs> you know that just that just rings uh rings to memory uh this line from Miss Marvel the Disney Plus show I don't know if you've seen the new Marvel mm-hmm. show Miss Marvel there's a sh- there's like a, a quote on her band that says what you're searching for is searching for you or something Yeah you yeah know? I mean that's so 100% true So it's like whatever you, whatever it is like your passion is like you know the thing you love it's like you, you just keep got to go looking for it and like don't like don't, don't just don't put too much. Effort. I don't even know. It's a balance. It's a fucking balance. You have to try. It is. But you can't kill yourself over it. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's really interesting because, like, the stuff that I've gone the farthest with, like, just auditioning in general, has just been, like, projects. I'm like, okay, like, this is really exciting, but, like, it's out of my hands at this point. Yeah. So- that's what happened with me with, um, because, oh, here, fun fact about me, um, you know the West Side Story movie that just came out, like, recently? Yeah. I was in Final Callbacks to be Maria on that. Holy shit! Oh, my yeah. God. I could totally see that. Because, yeah, the girl who played Maria in the movie, she was basically uh, not so well-known, right? They were just finding yeah. some talent that's hidden in the rough, if you will. Yeah. No, that story is crazy. Because, so like, what happened? I... Yeah. So basically what happened was they just had like an open call, just just generally like in, I think, New York, L.A. And they had one in Orlando for some reason. And I was living in Orlando and it was happening at my um, like my old like dance studio. And like our the owners of that dance studio were really close with our family. And we were going to me and my brother were going to go. But we were like, they're probably just looking for dancers. We aren't dancers. And they, like the dance studio people texted me, they were like, no, we're, they were, they just had them sing and then leave. 
So, like, if you want to, like, submit a video of you singing, we can just forward it to them. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, I have I have a video of me singing something in the style of the show. Why not? Just send it off and not really think about it because, like, that that's too crazy. Literally the next day, <laughs> I get a, my, my mom at the time gets a call from my manager and they're like, did you submit for the West Side Story movie? And we were like, uh, uh yes. And they were like, oh my goodness, like, no, that's amazing. And yeah, no, they were like, oh my God, they love both of you, but they really wanted to see Gabby for Maria. And I was like, what? Oh, excuse me? Wait, what? Like, what? And I remember like pretty, pretty closely right after that, um, I had to do like just the, the packet for that. And it was funny because the casting director actually called my mom at that time because like when this whole thing was happening, I was 15. I was like the youngest age that they were looking for. Like the age range that they had was like 15 to like 18. Um, I was the youngest that they were looking for possibly. They called, the casting director called my mom and they were like, oh my God, like we love her so much, like and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I submitted that off. It was like really, it was like so exciting to get to do that entire process. Got to submit that off. And then they called me again and they were like, okay, like, like we have some adjustments. We want you to do this. Like, this is, this is the tape that's going to Spielberg. Like you need to like, Oh my God. Like, oh my God. You mean Steven Spielberg? He was like, you mean the Spielberg? And I was like, no, Jerry okay. Spielberg. Yes, Steven. The fuck? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Did that. And then I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, because I had to do that same exact packet, like mm-hmm. three times. So I had to like submit myself singing somewhere, yeah, as as one does, and then I had you know. to do I had to do this I had to do a, the scene like right after Maria finds out that um, Tony killed Bernardo. I had to like submit that, and yeah, wow. no, the so it was it was really interesting because the thing is like when I was looking through the script because I I I at that point um, no because like the thing is interesting because yeah no because at that point in the show it's a little bit different from the musical script they kind of updated it a little bit if you've seen the movie already like yeah so it was it was interesting because like it was a little bit more modernized but not really Mm -hmm. so it was just in general it's just different from the script and it's very funny because like i obviously didn't get it yeah, I mean, I was 15. I was Dude, not going like, to get it. Like, if I can just tag in really quick, like, yeah, let's just take some perspective. Like, uh, you are going through all this whirlwind of commotion and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you were 15. Yeah, I was I was finishing up my freshman year of high school. Yeah. And, and all this because you heard, like, oh, yeah, the dance studio. Why not? Why not just send the yeah, video? Yeah, exactly. Just like- why not? I mean, yeah, it just, it was kind of crazy too, like, just like experiencing all that. And eventually down the line, I did end up playing Maria in a production of West Side Story, like a regional production, but yeah, no, but it's, it's definitely like a really good show and it was a fun experience getting to do that. And it's, it just really puts things into perspective when you go through a process like that, in a sense, because like, um, it's always like. Because like lately, like when you when you're like constantly like surrounding yourself with people that are in the same industry as you, you kind of just get like so distracted because you're like, oh, so many people are doing all these things, and I'm not getting there. I'm like falling behind, mm. which I, that kind of happened with me. Like 
like as soon as I moved to New York because like I'm surrounded by so many talented people and yet they're doing all amazing things and I'm like I'm falling behind like oh. I had like I would see my friends and they're getting like they're getting cast in like tours of tours of musicals like national tours like getting cast on Broadway yeah. off Broadway and I'm like I'm literally falling behind but then I often forget I'm like I'm literally I'm li- I literally just turned 19 like I I I have so much time for this like this is gonna be my career for the re- like the basically as long as it can be um so yeah like no i'll take my time and eventually i'll get there and everything happens for a reason so yeah (laughs) i mean even even people who are like you know in their 50s or 60s or 80s they're still like young little star seeds in this grand universe you know what i mean and and i don't know like i'll just say it like as like an outside observer just listening to your story i feel like i feel like that just having that experience at 15 like to put into perspective for those listening like she got she got into into right there like almost getting the role of maria like that's the female role in that show in that Mm -hmm. movie a steven spielberg movie and you were right there to almost get it it was like right there if anything that sounds like validation that you fucking got it dude do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. Like holy crap! Like I'm in awe. Like I've heard you sing on your TikToks, and you got a crazy voice. That that yeah. that goes without <laughs> saying. Oh man! Well, damn, damn, yeah. damn, damn. Okay, yeah. so that I don't know if you want to keep talking about industry stuff, or you want to like pivot to like some nerdy stuff, or I mean, I'm fine with either. I can wait. Oh wait, <laughs> I know though. I know though. I know though. I mentioned it last night during the stream. <laughs> Leah yeah. Michelle. Oh my God, Leah. Oh my God. <laughs> Leah Michelle. Because everyone's okay. so we're getting such visceral reactions from people online about this, you know? Yeah, it's the thing is, I I feel like um, I I want to say so many people kind of like saw this coming, kind of with um everything building up because um. The the initial creator of Glee um, originally like had the rights to Funny Girl. Wait, and that for like the longest for like the longest time. Creator of Glee, that's the guy who made American Horror Story too. Is I'm it? not I'm not 100 percent sure off the top of my head. I I don't know his name. Okay, but he had he had the rights to Funny Girl for like a long while, and but like the issue was I think initially was. Um, like when that was gonna like come to fruition, um, the whole scandal happened with people coming out saying that Leah Michelle was a very problematic person. So like obviously that was not gonna work out. And looking looking at everything leading up to like her being announced to replace Beanie, um, it just felt like a really interesting PR move in and of itself because even before like she was, um, you kind of like see her trying to like right her wrongs in the public eye, like try to be much more nice. Hopefully she'll be much more nice to the people in the cast because I I, I do worry about that. Um, But yeah, no, like you see that, like when she was invited to the Tony Awards to the Spring Awakening revival, the Spring Awakening documentary was released, which cleaned up her image as well. Like a bunch of people were starting to get into Glee again since it re-released on Disney+. Plus. Not a promotion, but hey, Disney, if you want to, like, throw me some money to promote Glee, happy to. Happy to. Continue. But, yeah, no. um, So, basically, yeah, no. I kind of, like, I think a lot of people kind of saw that coming because, like, a lot more people were hearing about Leah Michelle again, like, post that whole scandal. 
And it, it was just social media buzz, too, especially since um, it, a lot of people, like, if I'm just going to be honest, a lot of people weren't the nicest to Beanie. Like, to Beanie Feldstein, the yeah. girl who originated. Like, they, mm. like there's, there's one thing to be, um, to, like, not, like, a personal, um, like, artist, like, interpretation of the work. And then there's just straight up, like harassing what was, going on with the, what was going on with them what's going on um so basically what happened was from the very beginning of like funny girl like when it was in production they they released some videos and then from the very start um people were criticizing her voice they were saying oh she can't sing she's not a good singer she's not made for this role from the very beginning they're like oh she doesn't even look like her and all this stuff and being slightly like a little bit fat phobic as well because beanie is a little bit of a more plus size mm-hmm, yeah. but um and then when, initially when the show like first like released mm-hmm. the reviews were not good um and a lot of like broadway directors not broadway directors broadway critics were just like kind of just tearing her down like in a very like rude and condescending way and it, mm. it became a very polarizing issue within the theater community because um like to the point where people were just like Oh, when like just go see her understudy, just all this stuff and all that. It doesn't wow. even matter if she's in like stuff like that. That it's just like it's so rude. Like she, like Beanie did not cast herself in this role, and people were like, "Oh, she's just a nepotism baby." I'm like, it's literally like e- like half of the people in the entertainment industry are like that. That term is not just to, so not to call out Ben Platt, but come on, Le- like, but Ben Platt, like ben literally, Platt. Like, like his dad's a, one of the biggest producers on Broadway. No, like offense to that, like he's you know wicked and all. Yeah, that exactly. Stuff. But if it happens, it happens. Like uh, let's not you know. But I don't know. Yeah. Like well, okay, so that's what the critics said. What what did yeah. fans say about being about her performance? I saw her in well, the show. What, actually, so that- please, please, what did you think? Um, I, I actually really liked her. She did a really good job, in my opinion. The thing is that the, it was, it was clear from the very start that the creative team, um, were not playing up to her strengths, which is, which kind of, which kind of caused the downfall of the entire production. But the thing is, people were saying, oh, she can't sing. Oh, she can't sing. No, she can sing. She has a good voice. It's just the thing is, it's not the voice that you associate with that show because you have Barbara Streisand attached to it. And she is a good singer though. Like, like I'm, I'm a voice major. I can say that she can sing, <laughs> um, but no, she, she just has a very different voice. She has like a, like a, a more nasal mix belting voice, which no problem. But like most people associate Fanny Bryce with a big brassy belt, but you just are thinking of Barbara Streisand playing that role. There have been other women that have played Fanny Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, and her comedic timing was impeccable. Like, it was so good. Like, she was so funny. And the thing is, the that Funny Girl was based off of a real person. Fanny Bryce was a real comedian. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, point of the show is, like, she's, like, trying to, like break it and make it as a performer and just like getting it through the industry through her comedy and i think that part translated very well in beanie's performance because she genuinely has like impeccable comedic timing and she's just a great comedic actress and so like all those bits when she would do like the very funny like vaudeville numbers they worked they worked super well they killed yeah okay yeah 
It's just like I feel like a lot of people just have the image of Barbara Streisand like stuck in the back of their mind. Yeah. And there and I think that also comes into terms with Leah Michelle as well. That like Leah mm. Michelle, like when she sang those songs on Glee, like she performed them and like she sang them like so many times. The thing is, like, she does a great job, don't get me wrong. She's she's a good singer. She it's just the thing singer, is, like yeah. the issue is, like, is it the thing when I see revivals, I want to see something new and interesting put out in the performance. When you look at Leah Michelle's performance, when she sings these songs, it it just feels like it it's just an ode to Barbra Streisand. It doesn't feel like she's doing bringing anything new to the table. Well, some people say that's because she can't read, but that, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Dude, like I said it on my stream, like I don't, like if that's true, it's like why are you so mean? Like you can't read and you're mean? Like bro, yeah. like you got to be Come on. The thing is like that has been like an inside joke like just on the internet in general for like years. Like that has been that has been like a like a rumor for like the longest time. But I I since since the whole funny girl thing happened, a bunch of people that are upset with Leah Michelle like coming to fruition, they're like, "Damn, she can't even read all these hate comments." <laughs> So like, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! But I, I just, I just hope that, um, I just hope in the end that hopefully she's changed and hopefully she'll do better. Mm. It's just from what I've seen from the other Glee cast members that have come out and say that she was very extremely hard to work with. They are kind of upset about that news as well. And you know what? To to the credit of the producers and and the showrunners, they're they're trying to make a buck. They're, yeah, and the reaction they're getting from from uh, from Leah Michelle's uh, you know the announcement, that reaction, hey, puts bad press. Press, yeah. press. You know they're talking yeah. about it, but I want to talk more about Beanie. Honestly, yeah, I feel I feel really bad because the Why? thing is with the because the um so initially like she announced um. She announced early that she was because they had an announcement that she and Jane Lynch were leaving at the same time because Jane Lynch, who played Sue Sylvester on Glee, mm. was in the show playing Fanny Bryce's Ooh. mom. Is it spicy which there? Was, it, wait, um, is there spice? Okay. There's a little bit of spice because oh the thing God. is, um, Jane Lynch is leaving before Leah Michelle is coming into the show. So is that's, that an accident? Is that a coincidence? I I don't know, but it, it, it could be. A lot of people are saying it's not a coincidence like that that could be an actual thing but then again we don't know the lives of these people this is just all speculation but um so like i would say a day before they did the new they announced the new person coming into funny girl beanie released a statement saying that she's leaving the show earlier than anticipated just because the productive team was moving in a new direction um and like, just the response from that. A bunch of people were so... Just in general, like, I, I completely understand where Beanie's coming from. I feel like the entire just production in general kind of just painted her in a bad light. Like, imagine, like, performing on Broadway and playing a, an iconic leading role and then having basically what it feels like the entire wor- world turn against you and just say all these horrible things... And she and she recently just got engaged. Like I completely understand. Like oh, you yeah, want to focus. Oh, they on... look beautiful. Oh my god, they mm-hmm. get gorgeous photos of their. Oh, yeah, of their engagement. Oh, yeah, like, it's like so I, I get it. With. Ugh, that pressure alone, and it's just it's just internet. a lot too. Like just like it's just people, just people, just the Broadway community. It's just I feel like a lot of people on it are just like 
they they look at it in the guys it's like oh I, I I'm a critic and like Broadway should be this way but like in reality it's like no <laughs> like people like there are so many different ways to do things mm-hmm. there and you don't have to tear someone down just to make yourself feel a little bit better because like the sheer response just even from like the sits probe like there was just a video of the sits probe of them singing some songs just the sheer like reaction that people had they were like oh my god she's horrible like oh my god where's leah michelle like she should come here and like it's like stuff like that it's like oh my god like that's just like so uncalled for like no one should have to go through that like at all I'm just gonna search up. I want to. Is there any like stuff on YouTube of her singing? Yeah, there should be. I want to um, like play a little bit because like she's she. I I actually really like her voice. It's so it's just so unfortunate, and I just not and and if for those that don't know, like she's all she's the she's her sibling is Jonah Hill. Yeah, and and, there, and, and, we, and we know Jonah went through his whole shit with like how people talked about his mm-hmm. body and like how what he looked like and his struggle with like that. And like Beanie now, like and she's and she's a woman too. Even more, people put so much more pressure on women and what they should look like, what they think yep. they should look like, what they should be doing, or whatever. Yep. And it's uh, it's just it's uh, it's heartbreaking because I, I I saw Beanie in in Booksmart. She was she's fucking, great. She's hysterical, dude. And like she's doing musicals now. Let me see. Hold on, Funny Girl. Is this a thing? Something for me. And the greatest. Uh, and everybody. Wait, hold up. Oh my gosh. We also had Harvey Harvey Feinstein book revisionist. Yeah. He, oh, the book revisionist. Yeah, he wrote the book. Yeah, he redid the book. Man, it's it's people, I don't know. It's, it, it honestly feels like gatekeeping the way people are in the it Marvel is. community. They think it should be a certain way. And if there's any, if anything changes from whatever they remember from the past that, mm-hmm. that brought them so much joy and nostalgia, whatever mm-hmm. teeters away from that, anything that will give them a new experience, like they just shun it. I mean, you're seeing that exact same thing happen within like the six community, like um, people that really like six, the musical, um, when they first did their, they, they just recently filmed a pro shot with the original cast mm-hmm. and a bunch of people are like, Oh my God, thank God it's the original cast. They're the best cast anyways, because they're the original ones. It's like, no, just because you originate a role does not mean you're the best person who portrayed that role. No, no. like it, like you mentioned earlier with the revival, you know, something, a new vision of it. It's literally a revival. Exactly. You bring it back to life with new life. You're exactly. Not, if, if you're doing the show again, you just call it the show. It's, you don't call it a revival. It's just the same. Here's the book. Here's the script. Cool. It's not even eligible for like, um, if, if, if a show comes back and it comes back with the exact same things and the exact same creative team and stuff like that, it, it technically really isn't eligible for many Tony Awards because of that reason. Hmm. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think different should be embraced more like it, that's there's so many people. Let's see all those people that were be, were, were were going down on like not going down on Beanie. They were oh. they're just they're be, they're putting her down, putting yeah. her down. They're just being like, why? Why her? This sounds different. Why? Ugh. why she looks different? Why? Ugh. Yeah, but let me see. I mean, I mean, personally, if I got to pick any single person in the world to pick a replacement for Beanie. I wouldn't have picked Leah Michelle. I would have picked Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom. Oh wait, I'm gonna Google that. Who's Rachel Bloom? Uh, Rachel Bloom is like a comedic writer, um, an actress. She created a show called Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh. And 
she's great and she's a performer and she sings very well the whole thing with crazy ex-girlfriend is that um there's musical numbers in the show because the way that the main character rebecca like sees the world is that like when something very stressful or very impactful to her happens she imagines it happening in like a musical number <laughs> so like she writes these very comedic musical numbers and she has a damn good voice I would have had liked to see her too because um the woman that got recast as fanny bear's mom played her mom on the show tova played her, her mom rachel's mom on the show which i think is just great that would have been <laughs> too. Just so poetic. it would have been like really cute exactly but like yeah no also rachel bloom's also very busy like she's been going to a lot of press stuff with her husband as well so like i get it and she has a kid but still like she would have been great <laughs> see and that's the thing it's 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 wonderful when us as fans can fantasize about like oh it'd be so nice to see this person or that person right or have it be like this or like that but when it actually when the project presents itself or like the performance when you finally get to see it you have to just see it for what it is. Be in the moment yeah. or else you're not going to enjoy yourself either way, right? Yeah, 100%. Damn, God damn. Wait, hold on. I'm going to set it up so you can hear the music as well. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me, but okay. you, you'll hear the music. And I think the podcast recording will still hear me. I don't know. But let's see. So here we're going into this. So now that's what you're hearing now. You might not hear me anymore, but I hear you. You still hear me? Son of, wait, hold, oh, wait, wait, well, I don't care. Do you hear this? When you never mind, never mind. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Never mind. What's that coming out of? <laughs> then you gift. Yeah, it's coming out of there. It's coming out of there. Voice ox. Well, I can imagine. I can just imagine what you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, input, 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 input. What's, oh, God, I get so mind melted when I'm just like, what does that mean? In, what you're putting in, out, what's coming out. Okay, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so stupid, man. Uh, it's this, okay. This is how it is, man. This is live podcast recording. Anyone can do it. I'm just a schmuck, you know what I mean? Any schmuck It's okay. Let me see. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to play it because I just want to. Yeah, exactly. You can just listen to it. I've never heard of it. Oh, she looks so adorable, though, dancing with, like, a headband. I know. <laughs> and she sounds great. Exactly. Yeah, people are just mean. A bit of pate? No, yeah, I, I got what you're talking about, that nasally sound. But, like, it's just, it's still... Like the way she delivers, are like what a feeling. It just, it just, she, it, it still melts, you know. It might, like, it might be ah. in a different place in her, wherever she puts it in her voice, right? But, but it still sounds so but. It's buttery. Jane Lynch, yeah. not you. You take attention all the time. You're just a beautiful tree, you. Jay. She's like Adam Driver for me. She's like a beautiful tree. Sure I, climb. I love Jane Lynch so much. She was great in that show too. Oh yeah. Like, just the show in general. It was just, it was just fun. It was just so much fun. And the reason why it's been doing very well is because, um, think about it, there's no, like, very much, like, like, traditional classic revivals happening on Broadway besides Music Man. Mm -hmm. And if you know about Music Man, the tickets are insane because it's Hugh Jackman and Son Foster. So yeah. it's literally, like, to, to, to only do, like, standing room, it's, like, $76, which is insane. Standing for three hours for Music Van. 
So if you want to if you want to take a, a family to see like an like a more affordable show that you can get tickets for, Funny Girls the option if you want to see like a revival. So that's why it's been doing pretty well. But yeah. God, I wish I could have seen her do it because like seeing her with especially who's that guy that tall suave uh, guy who plays Ramin like the- Carmo. He was um he was in the twenty fifth um. Anniversary version of Phantom. He played Phantom with Sierra Bogus. That, yeah. ma- oh, or as my as one of my students Zoe would say, uh, Sarah Bogus, yes, because she just loves her so much. She's, she's man- great too. That man played the Phantom. Yeah. Jesus, that's cool. Uh, I'm just gonna play a little bit more of Beanie. It's like the end of yeah. the of the Sits Pro se- sneak peek. Let's see. Let's hear. What are they gonna be doing for my grade? the song oh she held that note so well and that and yeah, the vibrato good support like people are just mean like <laughs> what the fuck guys like y'all come on it's like y'all just bullied some some girl who's just trying her best who literally like she like she had no no say in the casting she just was cast like <laughs> they, they reached out to me y'all I don't know what to tell you Literally, like, uh, so dumb. And people are just, like, so mean. Like, I don't get it. Like, if, if, you, if you're that butthurt about not being the next Fanny Bryce, then just do it, I guess. Just audition. See what happens. Just audition. Do your thing. I don't mm. know. I think fandoms just are, are just being really toxic. Or just I think that's people. just... Like, fandoms in general have always been this way, but I feel like it's gone worse post-pandemic. Oh, because yeah, because everyone's behind people... the computers, man. And then people were online, and now people are starting to get into the world, and they don't know how to act. Yeah, just I'm... like a bunch of internet discourse now is just like so just brain dead, in my opinion. Talk, I want to keep talking about this, but I got to take a bathroom break, so we're just going to do a quick time out. Okay, that's perfect. And... It's back. Just it's magic. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yay. So uh, you're going off a really good a really good journey on that on that on that. What were you saying? Please remind me. Oh boy, I was talking about like how fandoms are just incredibly toxic post pandemic because just people have been inside and they don't know mm-hmm. how to act around people. Yeah. And I just just in general, I feel like that's just been an issue. Yeah. I mean, think about it if you're inside for basically like a little like inside for like like a couple months to like a year to like a couple years like you're, you're not gonna act or know how to act around people that well if you've been isolated no low-key yeah. these podcasts i've been doing recently have been feeding my soul personally mm-hmm. just being able to talk to someone you know someone who i'm like genuinely curious about a friend you know someone i got like it's just talking to someone it's it, it just it does something for the soul and yeah like people just staying inside and being forced to stay inside and communicating via like a, a, a keyboard saying oh, bold yeah. statements putting yeah. forth very bold opinions with no fear of repercussions because they forgot yeah, that I mean- oh cause and effect huh it's fine it's behind a screen no <laughs> Like people say no. some horrible shit behind a screen, you know, behind their keyboards, but it's like you would never say that in real life. You would never say that to someone face to face. Like if you were to exactly. say a hurtful thing and then see their reaction, you would then have a reaction. But people now have become so, oh my God, what did it just, what did Bo Burnham say in Inside? 
some oh it's from it's from uh the internet Welcome song to the internet. uh what part are you thinking of it's empathy's a crime no boredom is a uh, crime apathy's a trap apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime any everything and anything all of the time like <laughs> come apathy's gone like empathy like people have like where's the empathy gone even you know trying to like you know be in the shoes of another human being you know step outside your shoes being yeah. bored dude like, honestly, like, yeah, you can go crazy just being inside. But when you get bored, that's when you got to get the juices flown. You got to do something. Do something, at least. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> God, you started a freaking TikTok. Like, when? Like, so when did you start? When did you start? Like, like what what sparked the whole TikTok thing for you, per, like, for yourself? Do you want me to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Whatever okay. you want. Whatever you want. Um, but Okay, so the reason why I started, like, actively posting on TikTok was because, not gonna lie, I was kind of just bored after a breakup, and I was like, might as well just, like, put my energy towards something creative. Mm. So then I just did, and then it's helped me in the long run to just, like, have something fun to look forward to doing every day. I mean, when I film, it takes, like, to film, like, I don't know how many videos, it depends how many I post that day, but... If I'm posting like six videos, it usually takes me like twenty minutes to film. All so, six? Yeah. Right on, and that gets you yeah. think. That gets you thinking, gets the, the blood flowing and whatnot, and you just step yeah. outside your yourself, right? You kind of kind of have to. Yeah, it's just just do the thing, and then just like see what sticks. Honestly, like most of the time, I just shut off my brain when I film. I just kind of film what I feel like filming, and mm. then just like like yeah, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw this uh, this TikTok of an artist. He he works with like charcoal and whatnot uh, on oh. paper, and he was just mm-hmm. talking about how you should feel relaxed while you're creating your art. And I mm-hmm. and I think when he was saying this, I think it's I'm not an artist like for like medium per se, but I feel like I'm an artist in other ways. And I think this spoke to just artists in general. But he said, when you're making your art, you, you have to make sure you're relaxed and you're flowing. Or else it won't come natural. It'll, it won't, you know. And if you just, you just gotta, if if you have to stop, stop. But just make sure you're in that flow state, you mm-hmm. know. And it's great that you just follow that inspiration, that feeling of like, ah, I want to, I want to make something now. And you just do it, dude. All right. So, last podcast, I feel as if I cheated you. Uh-huh. Because uh, I asked you a certain set of questions from inside the actor studio, but I did not do my research well enough to know that there were other questions as well that were asked. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I hope you're ready. You're uh, you're just going to do it again. And you know what? Like, if you come back on, like, I kind of want this just to be like a thing I do for like my guests. I just ask them these yeah. questions. And okay. if, if your answers change every time, cool, man. It'll show yeah. like, I just, I, I, here we go. I just love them. So okay. here we go. Here are the 10 questions. Here's the mm-hmm. first question. Uh, what is your favorite word? Auspicious. Ooh. Nice. All right. What is your least favorite word? Panties. What did you say? I said panties. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, right on. Panties. Okay. 
What turns you on? What makes you happy? Just finding a good balance between my career and my personal life. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? People who don't listen. What sound or noise do you love? Do you want me to demonstrate? I, sure, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I just peeked your mic. I'm just... Oh my god, was that whistle? Yeah, and no, that was just, that what? was just, it was like a squeak. It's that was, just... oh, oh my God, I thought you could do a whistle tone. I was like. No, I mean, yeah, I can. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So you have a mutation then, because you know that's a mutation, right? And you're yeah. Being able to do yeah. a whistle tone. I love Four it. Four octave range. <laughs> Four octave, Jesus. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Oddly specific, but like the sound of like packing peanuts rubbing it up against each other. Like those styrofoam packing peanuts? Yes. <laughs> Got it. I feel like you, I, it seems like you imagined them just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting war flashbacks from that. <laughs> uh, oh, this one's fun. What is your favorite curse word? I was just gonna, kind of funny, but I was just gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I cursed. Yeah. That just reminds me of that uh, Miranda Cosgrove video where she's like, fuck. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite word. I, I cuss word. I cuss a little. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck? Confirm. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah. It's a good. That's a good word. It's a good word. It's a, it's a standard, if you will. <laughs> oh, very much so. It starts strong and strong. Fuck. Yeah. You know. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to be like a creative author. Mm. What profession? would you not like to like to attempt anything in the medical industry i just know that from personal experience like it's it's a lot i just i don't have the brain for it <laughs> <laughs> right on and then finally if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates you did you did good. Yeah. You did good. Well, dang. We did it. We did it. Oh, yeah. wait. and we didn't even, we got to plug this though. I, I forgot to even talk to you about this. The producers. Oh, like, people shoot. Have to audition. Yeah, that's People right. got to submit. You've officially opened up uh, audition submissions. Yes. Yeah. They're just in, I have a link tree in my bio and then you just fill out a little form and then you just submit a, like a sh short video of you singing and that's basically it. I'll yeah. grab the link tree. 
uh, and I'll put it on the uh, the information or description of this podcast episode. So whoever's listening, yeah. just click it and go. Uh, but yeah. uh, for those, we spoke about it last time, but basically, it, do you want to just give a, a quick rundown of the project? Yeah, sure. Um, so like around when I hit 20K, I wanted to like do this thing and kind of just like start like posting streams of like doing read-throughs of like shows and the first show i wanted to do was the producers because it's personally one of my favorite shows so what i wanted to do is um get some people um some some people that follow me some people that don't just people just all around in the community some of my friends we all band together and then put on a reading of this show just live on stream and yeah so i just kind of want to place people where they fit honestly because I don't know how many people are going to audition, and then we may just double up on certain things. But yeah, no, it'll be like a really just fun time just to shut off your brain and just enjoy some show tunes. So yeah. Dig it. That was yeah. Gabby Gabriela Sofia Torres. Thanks yes. so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. And... Hello, hello, my friends. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gabby. Uh, I can't wait to, to have her again. Hopefully y'all are enjoying these uh, latest episodes with all these guests. Uh, I know I'm having a great time. It's really fe- feeding my soul, if you will. Uh, but don't forget, uh, please remember that G- Gabriela Sofia Torres, she is holding her open auditions for her producer's live TikTok reading, uh, putting up those performances and whatnot, uh, open uh, more uh, open space for folks to watch it, right? TikTok, Jesus, the revolution. Uh, but uh, the, the link is going to be in the description of the podcast. You can check out the link on her TikTok, Gabriela underscore Sophia underscore Torres. Uh, and don't forget to, you can follow me as well, Stephen Brogan Cortez. Just search me up. Uh, on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, Twitch even. Um, I'm just putting stuff out there, keep myself busy coping like the rest of the world with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, why, why not? Why the F not? Uh, and I, hey, don't forget, most importantly, you're enough. You're more than enough. You know, it's crazy how enough you are. All right, bye.